glad you're here. Amen. I know I'm glad I'm here tonight. You know why? Because he's here. I said he's here. Amen. The one who stilled the waters is here. Amen. The one that said Lazarus come forth is here. Amen. The one who touched the eyes of the blind man and healed him. He's here tonight. Oh my God. I'm telling you tonight. He's here. He's here. He's here. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Do you know he's here? Well, if you don't know he's here, I'm telling you tonight, he's here! He's here! Hallelujah, because I feel him in my hands. I feel him in my feet. I feel him in my heart. I feel him all over me tonight. Praise the Lord. Could you lift up your hands and love him right now? Hallelujah, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Oh, whatever you need tonight, just tell him. Amen. If you need a new touch tonight, just tell him. If you need strength tonight, just tell him. Oh, because he's here. Because he's here. Because he's here. Because he's here tonight. Tell him. Tell him what you want tonight. Tell him what you need tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! He's able, he's able. Somebody shall praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. Praise God. You have your Bible. Amen. We'll get right into the word of the Lord tonight. Open to the book of Jonah, the fourth chapter. And I'll be reading, amen, from there. Going to 2 Timothy. After we read Jonah, the third chapter. And in Jonah chapter 4, verse 6. And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceedingly glad of the gourd, but God prepared a worm. Amen. When the morning arose the next day, and it smote the gourd that it withered. And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind. And the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die and said, 
It is better for me to die than to live. God said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd, for which thou hast not labored, neither madest it to grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, within are more than sixscore thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand. Hallelujah. You open the Timothy, third chapter, second Timothy, third chapter. Verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight I want to preach on the subject, why do you weep over a gourd? Amen. Turn to your neighbor, look him in the eye, tell him, why do you weep over a gourd? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I get some water, please, ushers? Could you please bring me some water? Room temperature. Amen. Please, I appreciate that. Amen. We want to go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, we love you tonight. And God, you know we need you. God, we need you, Lord, to speak to our hearts tonight. God, I need you to help me tonight to preach this message. Give your servant the strength, the courage, God, the anointing and the unction of the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, and let your word prevail in every heart. Lord, every saint of God's heart, every visitor's heart, every backslider's heart tonight. God, and let your spirit prevail tonight. Lord, that you might receive all the glory and all the praise. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Why do you weep over a gourd? Now, we read tonight Timothy, and it's pretty plain. Paul's warning us tonight about the last days, and he warned Timothy, and of course, Amen. Timothy wasn't living in those days, but we are. So we know what he's talking about. 
Amen. Because we're living in those last days tonight. Amen. He said they'd be perilous times. Man, and he informs us of some of the signs and events that will be transpiring in the last days. He talks to us about the signs, amen, of the last days. How you would know that we are living in the last days. And one of those signs that Paul tells Timothy he said that men would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Amen. He said that would be one of the signs out of many. Amen. But men would be lovers more of pleasure, amen, than of God. And I want to let you know tonight, amen, that we are living in that hour. We are living in that day, hallelujah, that men are lovers more of pleasure than of God. Can somebody say amen tonight? Hallelujah. We are living in the generation who seek after pleasure and self-gratification, who think only of themselves and how to gratify themselves. And how to seek pleasure for themselves. And that's all they think about. Amen. They don't think about anybody else. Amen. But all they think about is how can I bring some sort of pleasure and self-gratification to myself. Hallelujah. You can see it. All you got to do is turn on the television. Amen. You can see it driving down the freeway. Look up on the billboards. Amen. You can hear it in the music that the world plays. Amen. The world is seeking after pleasure. Amen. They don't want God. They don't love God. They love pleasure. They love self-gratification. Somebody here know what I'm talking about tonight? Hallelujah. Oh, my God. They love it more than God. Amen. You can't love, amen, this world and love God at the same time. I'll say it again. Amen. You can't love this world and love God at the same time. Can I get a witness? Somebody here know what I'm talking about tonight. Oh, my God. But it is a spirit that is prevailing in the world today. Amen. And I... I'm, uh, I'm not happy to say it, and it doesn't bring me joy to say it, amen, but it has made its way into the house of God. It has made its way, amen, into the church of God. Woo! Hallelujah. That's right. I'm telling you, it's a spirit 
and it's made its way in the church of the living God. Oh, but Jesus said, he that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it until life eternal. Hallelujah. You've got to lose your life. Amen. If you want to gain your life, you've got to love God if you want to make heaven your home tonight. Maybe you didn't hear me tonight. I said you gotta love God more than this world if you wanna make heaven your home tonight. I don't know about you, but you can have this world, brother. You can have this world, sister. But just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. He's all I need. He's all that I've ever wanted. He's everything I've ever desired. I can't help it, but I still get excited about Jesus. I still get excited about praising him and loving him. It hasn't become old to me. It's still new. It's still fresh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Brother, I believe it the same way I believe it 17 years ago. Hallelujah! He's still the same. He's still the same. I never did get my water. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what it's going to take when Jesus comes back for his church. Amen. We better not be letting anything be between you and Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We can't let anything between us and God. Because he's coming back for a church, amen, that is not touched and stained, amen, by the sin of this world, amen, that's not marred by the worldliness of this world. He's coming back for a church without spot, without wrinkled, that's holy, that's unblemished, that's pure, and that loves him. That's right. Amen. I'm not saying. Amen. We can't have fun. Don't look at me like I rained on your party. I'm not saying we can't have fun and enjoy ourselves. That we are supposed to be walking around like a bunch of sanctified donkeys. Hallelujah. I don't believe that tonight. Hallelujah. That's not what I'm talking about. Amen. But I'm talking about 
being lovers of God more than being lovers of this world tonight. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about loving the things of God more than loving the things of this world. I'm talking about setting our affections on things, amen, in the kingdom of God and not upon the things of this world because the things of this world are going to pass away. Oh, but hallelujah, the things of God are going to be eternal. I said the things of God are going to be eternal. Hallelujah. Don't be weary and well-doing tonight because in due season you shall reap. We're going to reap. Amen. Now most of you know who King David was. Amen. It was David who at the age of 18 or 19 years old, amen, came upon the scene when Goliath, a giant who was a warrior of the Philistine army, was defying and challenging the armies of God. Now, no one would accept the challenge. No one dared go down into the valley with the great giant that was there. Nobody, amen, would accept the challenge. For 40 days, Goliath went out, amen, and stood in the middle of the valley and called out, amen, the armies of Israel to come to battle. He said, send me down a warrior to fight. And nobody, not nobody would come down. But there came on the scene a young man by the name of David who loved God, hallelujah, with all his heart. And David heard the cry of that giant and the words that came out of David's mouth were this, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this dog, amen, that defies my God? nation of Israel. Oh, I'm not going to let this go by. I can't just stand around, amen, and let him carry on. I don't know about you, but I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do something about it. You all can stay up here and hide behind the rocks. You can hide behind your excuses, but I'm going down there in the name of the Lord, and I'm going to kill me at that's the kind of man that David was. The Bible, the scriptures, let us know that David had a heart after God's heart. The Bible says. Now that means that David followed heart after God. David was on fire for God. Hallelujah. He loved God. Yes. And it was David. Amen. Who recovered the Ark of the Covenant. Which had been gone for 20 years. It was David who restored. 
and brought the presence and revival back to the nation of Israel. It wasn't Samuel. It wasn't Nathan. No, but it was a man, a man who loved God. Hallelujah. And he knew the nation of Israel was without the presence of God. And he went, amen, and he got back the Ark of the Covenant. After 20 years it had been gone, it was David that did it. Amen. And when the Ark of the Covenant was brought back, hallelujah, David took off his kingly robe, and David took off his crown, and David started to rejoice, and David started to dance, and David started to praise God, hallelujah, because the Ark of the Covenant was back in Israel. It was David who started the whole thing. David didn't care. Amen. What anybody said. David didn't care what anybody thought. Amen. David didn't care who was standing back and just criticizing him. Uh-uh. You know why David didn't care? Because David loved God and he was going to worship God and he was going to praise God no matter what anybody said, no matter what anybody did, because he loved the Lord with all he loved God. You may be seated. David didn't care. Woo! Hallelujah. David loved God. Man, oh man. Hallelujah. I'll never forget when God... Amen. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Man, I can remember it just like it was yesterday. Hallelujah. I sought God for the Holy Ghost. I cried. I begged. I wanted it so bad. And when I finally got it, oh, brother, I rejoiced. And I thanked him for it. I don't ever want to forget the day. Amen. I don't ever want to forget the hour that God filled me with his spirit. I don't ever want to forget that time. Amen. Amen. But the word of the Lord tells us something happened to David. And it came to pass after the year had expired at the time when the kings go forth to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Ramoth. But David tarried, amen, till still at Jerusalem. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman Amen. Washing herself. 
Woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Amen. The word of the Lord lets us know that something happened to David. Hallelujah. Something, amen, that David found himself in. Now you see, what had happened to David is what has happened and has happened and is happening to a lot of Christians. Amen. After they had been living for God a little while, and after David had been living for God a little while, David had gotten comfortable. That's what happens. Hallelujah. David had gotten comfortable. And that's what happens sometimes to a lot of Christians. Amen. They get comfortable after a little while of serving God. Amen. Now David is king. And now David is living in the palace. He's not living in the caves no more, running from Saul. Amen. But David is living in the palace now. Hallelujah. David is not wearing those old tattered clothes anymore. But David is wearing a king's robe and king's apparel. David isn't riding that little old donkey no more. Amen. That he used to ride. But now David's riding in an ivory and a gold and silver chariot. Hallelujah. And somewhere along the line, David got comfortable. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong, amen, with enjoying the blessings of God. What I'm talking about tonight is getting comfortable. Hallelujah. And that's what happened to David. David had gotten comfortable. Perhaps he said within his heart, I fought my battles already. I've killed my giants. Amen. I've done what I had to do. I've brought revival to Israel. Amen. But now I'm king. And now it's time for me just to sit back. Amen. And enjoy myself. And enjoy the good things. Amen. And enjoy the finer things. I don't need, amen, to strive that hard anymore. Amen. God has put me in a position. Hallelujah. God has put me as the king of Israel. And now I can just, amen, enjoy myself. Amen. Now I can just sit back, hallelujah, and just reap the blessings. Amen. I can just... uh, Enjoy them and just relax. And I don't need to go out and strive that hard anymore like I used to. Let everybody else go out there. I 
my dues. Amen. Let everybody else go out there. Amen. I still love God. I know I love God. I don't need to be out there anymore out in the battlefield. Amen. I pay my tithes. I've got my position now in the church. I don't need to strive all that hard. I know how to be a Christian now. I know what I got to do. I'm just going to kind of sit back and get a little comfortable. Amen. Hallelujah. And oh, yeah. David had gotten too cozy. This is what had happened on his bed of comfort. Amen. He was living in pleasure and was enjoying, enjoying the kickback life. Now, I'm just going to kick back and just, woo, enjoy living for God. Woo. I'm in. I'm in now. I'm just going to enjoy myself. I'm just going to kick back and cruise along and live for God. Amen. I don't want to go out there anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. And go to battle. I'm not going to go get my hands dirty anymore in the battle. Amen. I've done my part of soul with it. I've done all that. Now, amen, I've got my little position. I've got my little bed of comfort right here. And I'm just going to snuggle up in my little bed of comfort and just enjoy myself. Mm, 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 mm. And that's what David did. While everyone else, well, all of Israel went to war, David was just laying back in his little bed of comfort. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that David rose up from his little bed of comfort. He said, my, my, my. I'm going to get up and just look around at all these beautiful blessings I got. And I'm just going to walk on top of my palace. And I'm just going to enjoy the kingdom. Because God has made me the king. Hallelujah. And while he was up on the roof in his laid-back condition, David looked down, and there he saw a beautiful woman. Amen. Taking a bath. Woo-wee. And all of a sudden, amen, the devil had David right where he wanted him. The devil, amen, had lullabied David into a state of comfort. And then the devil was able to come in and deceive David into thinking that he could commit such sins, such horrible sins, amen, and still, amen, play the part like he was living for God. 
yet he was doing wrong. Amen. And he was just playing the part. Amen. That he was living for God. You can't see. Amen. That's the way Satan works when you're in this condition of comfort. You can't see it. Amen. But that's the way the devil works. He wants, amen, to convince you, amen, that you've been serving God long enough that you don't have to try so hard anymore. And he wants to get you in the labor condition, amen, in that comfortable position. That's the way the devil works, amen. Yeah, that's the same way, amen, he has deceived some of you tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Now God is speaking to some of you. Amen. Who been, amen, having, amen, this laid back and all cozy, amen, in your little bed of comfort. God is talking to you tonight. And God has been talking to you, amen, for a while now. God is speaking, amen, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about some of you, amen, who have been living for God any old way you want to. Any old way you want to live for God, that's the way you think it's going to be. But oh, my friend, you're going to wake up to a rude awakening. You can't live for God any way you want to tonight. Uh-uh. You're in for a rude Awakening tonight. Hallelujah. A laid back, prayerless, unconsecrated life. Amen. Hallelujah. And you think you can go on. Amen. In your little bit of comfort. And the devil got you deceived. I'm saying the devil's got you deceived. And thinking that you can just lay back in your little bed. And everything's going to be alright. And you can just continue on the same way. And it's going to be okay. I want to tell you tonight that the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. You don't listen to the devil, friend. You need to stop listening to the devil and listen to what God is telling you tonight. Because you're in for a rude awakening. Hallelujah. Don't you remember in the beginning? Of your walk with God. Hallelujah. Yeah. You were the first one. Amen. To defend the gospel. Woo. Man oh man. God put something inside of you. Hallelujah. And it was like fire. Shut up inside of your bones. Woo. Man, you knew you had the truth. Hallelujah. And you just had to go and tell somebody. You couldn't hold it in. It was like fire. Shut up in your bones. Amen. 
don't you remember the night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. You were right there in the midst of God's people when the worship began, when the music began. You were right there, amen, right in the middle of God's people, singing and shouting and worshiping and carrying on and praising God and dancing and running and loving God with all your heart. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were right there. Oh, but now, amen, you're living in the palace. woo Yeah. Now you're wearing king's clothes. Woo! May Company. Woo! Nordstrom. Yeah. Amen. Del Monte. El Monte. Hallelujah. Amen. And when the music gets cranking, hallelujah, and the people of God start to worship and they start to praise God. Where are you now? You're just sitting back in your little bed of comfort, all cozy, amen, watching, amen, the worship, and watching the praise, amen, and just sitting back in your little bed of comfort. I'm preaching to somebody tonight that you need to get up out of your bed of comfort. God's talking to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that's exactly, amen, what happened to the nation of Israel when Jesus showed up. That's exactly what happened to them. They were in a state of comfort. Their religion had turned into routine. And just a way of life. That's all it became. Just a routine and a way of life. Hallelujah. That's all Judaism had become when Jesus showed up in Israel. It was just a routine, Brother Manuel. It was just a way of life. Hallelujah. This is just the way we live. Amen. Instead of an experience, amen, and a relationship with God, amen, it just became a routine and just a way of life. It was no longer a relationship with God. It was no longer an experience with God. All it was was just a routine. They had no more experience. They had no more relationship with God. They were just in the little bed of comfort, of religion. And that's all it was. There was no experience there. There was no relationship there. No relationship with God. No experience with God. 
They couldn't feel God if they tried. Some of you can't feel God if you try. Because all it has become, God helped me to preach this message tonight. Because God gave it to me. Hallelujah. God helped me to preach it. Because all it has become to you is just a routine and a way of life. That's all it's become to you. It's a routine and a way of life. No experience with God. Amen. No relationship with God. Amen. I want to tell you something. Jesus got very angry once. He got very angry. Let me tell you something. Jesus gets angry. And Jesus still gets angry. Jesus got angry once because they were insensitive to his presence and to his power. He got very upset and he got very angry. Amen. You might have read the story of when Jesus went into the synagogue one time. Amen. And there was a man with a withered hand. And Jesus, amen, was going to heal that man. And all the Pharisees and the Sadducees were there just watching him. Amen. And in their heart, they were saying whether or not, I wonder if he's going to heal this man. And if he does, he does it on the Sabbath day. And that's against the law. But Jesus knew what was in their heart. Jesus knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in your heart. He knows if you really love him. If the love of God is really in your heart. Or the love of pleasure is in your heart. He knows. You can't fool God. He knows. Whether it's just a routine. Whether you're just going through the motions. Whether it's just a way of life or else you got a burning love inside your heart for God. Amen. And you have an experience with Him. He knows. And He knew their hearts. And Jesus asked them the question. He said, is it right to kill on the Sabbath day, or to give life. And they didn't answer him. And the Bible says, Amen, that Jesus called the man with the withered hand forth, and he healed him. And then he stood back and he looked around at all of them, and he was angry. He became angry at them. You know why the Lord became angry, hallelujah, with them? It's because they were insensitive to the presence of God. 
they were insensitive to who was there. And it was God Almighty. They were insensitive to the presence of God because they love pleasure more than they love God. Because, amen, it was just a way of life to them and not an experience to them. So therefore, they were insensitive to the presence of God. And he was mad at them and angry with them because they were insensitive to the power of God. Hallelujah. Their hearts, amen, were so clouded. Their hearts were so full of everything but the love of God. Their hearts were so full of tradition and routine. Amen. Hallelujah. That God performed a miracle right in front of them. Amen. And they didn't even realize that it was God and the power of God who did the miracle. And all they did was laugh and criticize. That's all they did. And I want to tell you, sometimes, amen, when the Spirit of the Lord and the presence of God begins to move in this place and the presence of God begins to fill his house and all of a sudden the power of God comes down, amen, and people begin to worship and people begin to dance and people begin to run the aisles and people begin to be touched by the power and the presence of God. Jesus is looking around. And he sees some of you just standing there, just looking insensitive to his presence. Not sensitive to his power. And I'm here to tell you tonight, Jesus is very angry. I'm telling you tonight, Jesus is very angry at you when he sees, amen, you just standing around and his presence has filled this place and his power has filled this place and you just stand there like a bump on the log or you need to get up off your bed of comfort and magnify the name of the Lord tonight. I don't want Jesus to be angry at me. I don't want to be just standing around, but I want to be one of those worshiping and magnifying His name. It's time to get off that little bed of comfort. Amen. Just a few days ago, we had a minister's meeting. Hallelujah. And pastor began to speak to us ministers right here in the back chapel. Amen. And pastor began to talk to us in that minister's meeting. To us, those that are ministers, there was the deacons that were there. He began to share with us 
out of his heart. Amen. Hallelujah. He began to speak to us what God had given him. And he talked in my God. Amen. It stirred my heart. Hallelujah. Amen. And when he spoke to us, amen. Hallelujah. He told us about getting relaxed. He told us, amen, about getting laid back. He talked to us about getting comfortable. The ministry. Getting comfortable. He talked to us about getting laid back. Amen. He talked about lovers of pleasure. Oh, my God. And the word of the Lord came to me. Amen. As he was speaking. And God took me to the book of Malachi. Hallelujah. Where in the book of Malachi, the Levites, amen, had gotten so laid back, had gotten so comfortable in their little bed of comfort, amen, that they didn't even want to get up and open the doors to the house of the Lord anymore. Then why should we do that for not? What am I going to get out of it? And oh my God, God spoke to me and said, Joe, it's time to get off that bed of comfort. It's time to get up, Joe, and do something. It's time to get up, amen, and get with the program. It's time to get up and be an example and lead by example and begin to magnify, amen, the name of the Lord live for God the way it's supposed to. That's what the Lord told us. Amen. He shook us. Amen. He talked to us. Hallelujah. Oh yeah. Amen. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anyone. Hallelujah. It can happen. I'm telling you, and it is happening. Amen. People are comfortable. Amen. But God's got a way. God's got a way of knocking people off their little comfort. God's got a way. Amen. Of getting people off their little bed of comfort. God's got a way. Amen. God's been speaking to some of you all, and he's been telling you while you're laying there in your little bed of comfort. Come on. Come on. You got to get up. Come on. The preaching of the words coming. The counseling of the pastor. The teachings. God's saying, come on, get up. He's trying to shake you. He's trying to move you. You're there. You roll over. Amen. You got your little cover. You don't want to get up out of your little bed of comfort. Oh, but God's got another way. Ooh, my God. God's going to pull that little bed of comfort from right out from underneath you. Amen. And you're going to hit that cold, hard floor of reality. God's got a way of getting your attention. And I'm telling you, God's fixing to do just that. God's fixing to shake some beds.
you've been comfortable for too long. You've been laid back for too long. Oh, my God. The party's almost over, brother. God's getting ready to pull the bed out from underneath you. Oh, but my little, my little bed of comfort is secure. I'm secure. My little bed of comfort. I'm secure in, in my job. I'm secure in my position in the church. I, I'm secure in, in, in my position at my job. Oh, my friend, let me tell you something. God's waking up his church, and God's knocking out that bed of comfort. Amen. God can knock out your little bed of comfort, brother. If you don't wake up and start getting with a program, sister, God can take that bed right out from underneath you, and you're going to hit that hard floor, and you're going to wake up all right. You're going to wake up to reality. God's fixing to pull some beds of comfort. Hallelujah. It's time to wake up. It's time to get up. Hallelujah. And get with the program. And start to serve God the way you're supposed to. It can't happen to me. My little bed is solid. God can take your health like that. Uh-huh. Like old Isaiah, he thought he was in. Ooh! Hezekiah is my cousin. And he's the king. All I gotta do is go to my cuz. Oh cuz, I got a little problem. And old cuz, he's my king. Amen. He's, he's going to make everything. He always makes everything all right. Because I'm in. I got my little bed. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. But God has something else for Isaiah. Amen. You read about it in the sixth chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. In the year that King Uzziah died, cousin was gone. God took my little blanket. He done took my little bed of comfort. Oh, hallelujah. I thought I was in. Amen. I thought I had my position. Oh, but God took away my little bed of comfort. Hallelujah. And I didn't know what to do. Amen. I hit the floor. Reality set in. Amen. Oh, but somewhere along the line, Isaiah got with the program. He woke up. Hallelujah. And he said, I saw the Lord. I lifted up and his train filled the temple. I saw the throne of God, the true throne of Israel. Oh, God's got a way. I'm telling you, God's waking up his church. He's telling you, church, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to get up. 
off the bed of comfort before I pull it out from underneath you. Music, please. Music, please. Music, please. Music, please. Amen. Jonah found himself frustrated. Jonah found himself angry and without the victory. Amen. You might know the story about old Jonah Nineveh. Hallelujah. God told Jonah to get with the program and get down there to Nineveh and preach to them people. Oh, but I got my little bed of comfort. God, why do I have to go down there to Nineveh? <laughs> I'm comfortable, God. Right where I've got to get up and get down there, boy. I ain't asking you. I'm telling you. Get up off your bed and get down there. Hallelujah. And instead of taking the boat to Nineveh, he took a boat the other way. Still wouldn't listen. And he found himself his little bed of comfort. He went down the bottom of that ship. Ooh, I brought my blanket with me. And I brought my little bed. Now I'm going to make me a little bed of comfort right here. Now I'm just going to get comfortable. Oh, and he got comfortable. You know the story. Most of you, the storm came. Everybody realized, amen, that God was talking to Jonah. <laughs> they threw him off the boat. A whale got him. Swallowed him up for three days and three nights. God had to send down there, amen, the whale express to go and get him. Spit him up right there on the shore of Nineveh. God's got a way. God's got a way of taking you out of your little bed of comfort. All full of seaweed and dead fish, stinking, blanket all dirty. Went down to Nineveh, man. Priest walked outside the city, and he was hoping to God that God would burn down.